This show is being brought to you by the Mushlu on Delaware Avenue. And gang, let me tell you, it is the place to be this New Year's Eve. They are offering a four-course prefix menu at 125 ahead for the 3.30 to 7 o'clock seating. The second seating is 175 ahead, where you'll be able to take in the midnight fireworks display on the deck at the Mushlu. The late-night party goes from 9 to 2 and includes a two-hour open bar at 75 ahead with a champagne toast at midnight. Folks, you have got to be there for this one. You do not want to miss it. On this episode, we are going to be discussing New Year's Eve party standards, the New Year's Day parade, our 2017 top drunk moments, our 2018 Deadpool and sexual harassment predictions, And we'll further discuss the sexual allegations climate in America. Benny, let's get this motherfucker going. We are coming to you guys live from Baldwin's Bar via Skyfall Mobile in the new Times Square of South Philly. I got my producer, Benny Spielberg, with me. He got the mobile set up real quick. And uh, it's a comfortable little uh, studio we got going on, Ben. Yeah, it's gorgeous, Mark. I really love it out here. Great little bar setup. Uh, It's incredible. With me now, on the Mark VIP members and true marksmen, Steven Spadaccini and Chris Baldwin. Fellas, welcome to the show. Very happy to be here. Happy to host you guys. You came in, you set it up quick. It looks really great. The bar never looks so good. So. Are, are we more professional than you thought? Much more professional than that, than I thought, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, I've uh, been a correspondent on the show a few times, but i never really seen what went on behind the scenes. And uh, these guys actually do have real microphones <laughs> and some like real-life equipment. So, and no uh, roadies. No roadies. They set everything up themselves, believe it or not. <laughs> so they did a hell of a job. So, yeah, it's good to be on set and uh, sitting in a bar stool. I feel comfortable as ever, you know. So, yeah. Here we go. This is like the South Philly bar stool sports, but it's on right. the mark. This is on the mark. And we are not a sports show, Chris. That's Spats, for sure. This is pop culture. Spats, I know you love to talk <laughs> sports, but, uh, you know, you've been breaking my balls for a long time. Now you love to talk sports, but on this show, we keep the sports talk to a minimum. It's more sports business, sports entertainment. Hey, Marky, it's your world, buddy. I'm just living in it. <laughs> All right, we got a lot of hot topics to cover today. The New Year's episode, this is exciting stuff because we get to close out 17 and start 2018 with a bang. I will say this, 2017 started like absolute shit for me, but ended very strongly. Very strongly. Real quick. How was your guys' year overall if you had to grade it out? Well, I mean, I'm in the middle of wedding planning and all that good stuff, so it's been a trying year as far as being busy, stress levels high, but coming to uh, coming to a head here. So um, Rate it I would out. say I would say it's probably one of the most stressful years mm-hmm. I've had in my young life, but uh, it's all been good. So if I had to grade it, I mean. From 1 to 10, this is going to be probably a 7.2. 7.2. Benny, where do you grade your uh, 2017 at? 
I'm going to put it at 8.4 market. Okay. You know, not a ton happen event-wise. Uh-huh. But I got laid a lot, and mm -hmm. that always makes a good year. Mm -hmm. Not to mention when you start the year off with Mummers. It was mm -hmm. another great Mummers mm -hmm. year. And how could you go wrong? Yeah. You, you smoked me into oblivion on New Year's Day. That was uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, typical. <laughs> but uh, Spats, put, put a grade on it. Now that I think about it, my, uh, my 2017 was a roller coaster from where it started to uh, yeah. where I'm at right now. I might need a whole episode just to dedicate, uh, dedicate to my 2017. Probably the craziest year and the last year of my 20s as well. So uh, Yeah, got to keep that in mind. Grading it? Oh, man. The way it ended, upwards of like an 8.4. Wow. 8.7. But where it started. It was like a big pile of shit around yes. like a 2.2. Yes, two same. Two. Uh, uh -huh. So I would just grade the roller code, you know? It was like a... The like You're grading on a curve here. Yeah. You're putting uh, it on yeah. a curve. It was a, it was, it was a uh, lot of swings. Yeah. You know? A lot of swings. Yeah. So, All right. here we are. And I'm, I'm at a 6.9. My year was a uh, 69. <laughs> 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 uh, 2017... We're going to put a bow on it right here, right now. The only way I know how. Top drunk moments. I've had some shining drunk moments. Spats, I think about our night in AC. And that was up there, Major League, where when you found me in the parking garage. Oh. In, that, in that SUV. Oh. Uh, but I have to go to Vegas. A lot of people know about my Vegas trip. Shutting down Wet Republic. Seeing this massive cab line saying, fuck the cab line, waving down a limo, me and the girl I had met there get in the back of the limo, going back to her room at Treasure Island, all types of crazy shit happening with me and her in the back of the limo, and her in the front seat. Her sister, rather, in the front seat. I'm sorry. I was going to say, that would have been a lot. <laughs> Me jacking off alone in the back of the limo and her in the front seat. No, no, no. I didn't lay that one out properly. But, yeah, me and the girl that I had met at Wet Republic in the back of the limo, her twin sister in the front seat, I swear to Christ, going back to her room, all types of crazy shit happening in the back of that limo. I later find out after I took them to the airport hours later that that was her bachelorette party and she was going back to Canada to get married. Oh, jeez. She was smoking hot, a Moroccan Jew. Benny, you're a Jew? Yeah. You're not Moroccan. No. But, but those Moroccans are yeah, hot. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they are. So she looked Italian. She was like Moroccan and Israeli, too. It's not like she was like uh, a Russian. Jew. Very exotic. Yeah, dude. It was crazy. So that is my top moment. And I have a few other, but now let me hear your guys. You want to take this one? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what? So uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go personal story to start, and then Baldwin's going to give you a super, a super good drunk bender that ended in a... Uh, Eagles game with a poncho on watching C.J. Beathard throw pick sixes to Jalen Mills. Pretty epic day. C.J. Um, beat hard. <laughs> no, to very early in my year, it was actually a wing bowl. So the last okay. year's wing bowl, I felt like it was necessary to get to because rumor had that it could have possibly been the last one on the slate. Mm -hmm. 
They've been so, saying uh, that for a few years now. I think yeah. that's their marketing <laughs> that's, ploy. Yeah, yeah, they're getting everybody back every yeah, year. Yeah, guys, this is the last episode of On the Mark. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, good, good friend of all of ours, uh, Nick Lavecchio, former Kettle One ref, had a couple of the uh, floor box passes. Mm-hmm. So who's going to say no to that? So we get up bright and early. We get a little tuned up, a few IPAs in the parking lot. And we make our way down, and it turns out we're next to this fake type of celebrity, you know, public figure type of chick. Who knows who she is, but there's, like, security and people with her. Turns out she's one of the finalists on Catching Kelsey, VH1's (laughs) dating show with, you know, tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey. Right. We're with this girl, and not only is she, like, from this, you know... Catching Kelsey, she's a Wildwood local, and looks wise, eh. But I mean, turns out she got dumped, and she was the one who didn't get picked by Travis Kelsey. Okay. After a few of the uh, bands went by, and she got announced on the big screen, some of the guys from 30th Street in their in their big band—I forget which uh, bar they were representing—but they start saying some things to her that weren't very nice, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it pretty much just ended with uh, her putting her head in her hands and uh, crying her eyes out and walking out of there. And <laughs> I mean, I was actually waiting to make the move to tell her to meet me at Echoes this like summer coming up, a few dollar bottles, things like that. But, I mean, these guys pretty much ripped her a new asshole. <laughs> She'll be back. on this Catching Kelsey show, so it's pretty interesting, you know, running into a fake celebrity that day and uh, kicking off our... Uh, our wing bowl with that, but it ended up pretty great in Delilah's, the uh, sure gentleman's uh, steakhouse, and yeah. you know, yeah, me and you were well, in there from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. I yes, put I, in a full shift. I can pretty much remember smoking in Newport and falling asleep on the corner of Third and Spring Garden to end that day <laughs> at about dinner time, actually. So, and you somehow went to the bocce that night. I was out for the night as soon as I got home, like out in terms of in a dream, sleeping. <laughs> You actually made it to the bocce that night. That yeah, still blows my mind. One of the better days and one of the worst days I could actually, uh, <laughs> actually say I was here on this planet. But other than that. I mean, look, if that girl is on a dating show to date a tight end from a small market team who's only been in the league for like five years, her life isn't too great. No and wonder she was in tears. Wasn't there a girl from every single state? That he was dating. If I get the show that, right, that, okay. See, I never saw the show. I, I never heard the concept of the show. Either. That's insane. Yeah. Is that why he acts like such an asshole on the field, like to promote Part the show? It. Yeah, probably. I think. I think it has to be. He's got to create that persona. Because his yeah. brother is so like old school. Like his brother reminds you like a '90s player or mm-hmm. '80s player. He's Hard like, a, yeah, just yeah. doesn't talk, yeah. just gets Never after hear it. From him. Yeah. And Kelsey, his uh, Travis is like a show off kind of weird dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These millennials, man, they're ruining the world. <laughs> uh, Chris, what uh, you know, you've been known to put a few back from time to time. Yeah, I mean, so I uh, guess this was the C.J. Uh, Bethard story here. Yeah, I guess this is the C.J. Bethard story, which I don't even remember the uh, <laughs> the interception. So <laughs> I guess we could start uh, start from the beginning, which was. Uh, we had a wedding the night before the uh, Eagles 49ers game. And for those of you who don't know, we're season ticket holders, so a big part of every Eagles game is getting down there, getting set up. We got the Eagles bus, set up the tailgates, get the beer together, all that good stuff. So it's very important 
for us every Sunday to, to make sure that we're down there for superstitious reasons and everything else. So we had a wedding the night before this game, and one of our very good friends, Anthony Miller, the legendary, and um, <laughs> that wedding was very, very, very good. They had a live band. It was, um, unfortunately, the same night that uh, the Penn State season ended. Mm -hmm. So it was the night of the Ohio State game. We're, we're on the way to the wedding watching the Penn State game on the mobile app. Just saw them fall apart completely. So we went into the wedding with a huge chip on our shoulders, wanting a lot of drinks. Mm -hmm. and Drink off the pain. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Change As you know, I'm a big time Penn Stater. Sure. Big time Penn State fan. Sure. You got a talent like Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it's you once know. in a once lifetime, in. basically. Yeah, true. He's a freak show. Yes. So um, we go into this wedding and we're ripping shots as soon as we walk in. <laughs> a cocktail hour. We're having a ha having a shrimp cocktail <laughs> and a shot of uh, a shot of blackberry on the side. So by the time we even get in for dinner service, we're stumbling over ourselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that night took a turn probably right after we ate entrees and then uh, more shots came through, champagne toast, whatnot. So that night turned into a total oblivion. Spats actually got left there. At the, <laughs> the, wedding was, the wedding was in Jersey. I'm with my fiance. We get outside, we call the Uber. The Uber comes, we're waiting for five minutes. Where the hell is Spats? Yeah. He, sit, he was just sitting right next to me. Can't find the guy. So, he was in the bridal suite banging one of the uh, <laughs> bridesmaids. I'll let him get into that. But, <laughs> but you know, so uh, we take this Uber ride home, and it's me, my fiance, and I, and one of our other friends. So we get in, door opens, we sit inside, the lights pop on like you're in the cash cab. <laughs> you guys are in the cash cab. It's a TV game show that takes place right here in my taxi. Mm -hmm. Like the strobe lights are coming down from the ceiling, all this stuff. <laughs> Guys, uh, guy, guy turns around in, in the back seat. How's everybody doing? <laughs> and starts giving us like this spiel as if we're in like a DJ booth. What? Gives us um, the iPod cord. We plug in the phone, and this is a half an hour ride. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're going from this hall in Jersey, coming back here. It's a total dance party. And then we're up dancing, screaming. He's got the windows down, this guy. It was insane. It was totally insane. Then we get back to the house here. Baldwin's Bar was open for business that night. And, and we probably should have closed as soon as, we got, as soon as we walked in the door. We come in, we have more drinks. And it, the night ended up with me falling flat on my face outside. Huge gash on the head. What the oh, fuck? Yeah. But this is this is only part one of the bender. So then after this, the next morning, I finally get a hold of Spats. It's I had about to have an insane headache just from the fall. Huge headache, yeah. mildly concussed. Yeah. Had to stay up for a little while, Immediate a little bit longer CTA. than I had to. And then, so then, all of a sudden, we start thinking about the tailgate. Holy shit, we got to do the tailgate. Yeah. Needless to say, we missed the tailgate. Yeah. Spats, I tell him, we got to meet at 11 o'clock. We gotta do something before the game. Yeah. And we gotta go bite the dog. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way you'll feel normal. Only way that we were gonna feel normal getting that stadium. So we take a walk across the streets, 12 15 at this point. Mm -hmm. Get some food in us. And this is the rain game, of course. Mm -hmm. So we got the ponchos ready, everything's packed. We don't get into the Eagles game until 1 15. So we're late. We're a late arrival. And the entire stadium 
feels like they have the same feel that we do. Everybody, you're looking around, everybody's slouching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a big game, hard to get up for. Right. Everybody's just looking like they're hungry. Yeah. So we're feeling we're feeling at home. We're yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah, So yeah. we're not the only ones yeah. who, who didn't get off yeah. to the right <laughs> foot here. Right. The best part of the day, one of the beer men who work in our section, he's walking up the steps, and he's somebody who's normally, let's go, got Miller Lite, yeah, got yeah. this, got all that, chipper. got that, all chipper. He stops right in front of us, puts the beer cart down. It's a big man, really big black guy. Dreadlocks. <laughs> so he puts it down, starts shaking his head. Dreadlocks are shaking everywhere. He's like, I just can't get it together today. We look at each other, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. saying, neither can we. <laughs> neither can we. Neither can we. So needless to say, the beer start flowing at that game. And we wind up watching most of the game. Running through packs of cigarettes <laughs> on the on the staircase that leads you up to the second level, and we're just we're grabbing every beer guy that walks by. Yeah, we're we're just we're stashing them on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in the seats for maybe a half a quarter, and the rest of the game we were standing in the rain, drunk as hell, hungover, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, chain and, smoking. And and uh, the day just went on from there. We left the game, came here, regrouped. Went to Chickies, and then the lights went out again. Yeah. So, and then I go on my phone the next day. I got pictures with Jason Kelsey. What? <laughs> what? At Chickies? At Chickies. <laughs> Brent Selleck. That's crazy. <laughs> you don't remember any of it? None of it. None it of might it. be CTE? Going through the game. Chris, it you it might been have CTE. CTE. I may have been concussed. But, Sue the link. Sue the Eagles. I, I, I'm telling you. The players you, it do it. The fans th- need to start being able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and, and guess what? I might have a couple claims against Seriously. them. Seriously, <laughs> but yeah, so that was definitely the drunkest, the drunkest story I could give you is definitely yeah, that, that was two a, day that was a major blurred, bend there. Blurred forty eight hours. Oh man, Plus. a lot of fun. Of course, a lot of fun. But I mean, you paid for it on Monday and Tuesday. I'll of tell course. you that. Of course. That is why they give you PTO work, baby. <laughs> Prime example of why they give you that PTO. Benny, lay it on us. Your two thousand seventeen top drunk moment. All right, Mark. Well, you know, instantly I want to think about the mummers. I want to think about Preakness. I love those two days. Mm-hmm. I-, I could go back to Mexico when I'm standing on at a bar on top of a cliff, marching myself back and forth, preaching to my family about how you are the master of your own universe. <laughs> uh, however, <laughs> however, your I elderly ha- grandparents were there. Were, yes, were they yes, not? Absolutely, like, watching their Tell oldest me. grandchild. <laughs> That's on great. top of a cliff in Mexico that you are the master of your own universe. Like, they need wisdom from you? Yes, they do. <laughs> but I gotta go to Nashville. I was at a bachelor party around the springtime. Yeah. I gotta go to that first night. We're bar hopping. It's probably about 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And this girl, gorgeous girl, is waiting for a cab or an Uber, whatever she was taking. And she has a friend truly passed out on her shoulder she is holding this girl up with everything so i walk by for whatever reason i make some kind of outlandish comment towards this girl and she gives me a filthy response back as she's holding up her passed out friend leading me to go over walk over start hooking up instantly with this girl as, as the passed out girl's sandwich that's awesome them. That's awesome. I get her number. That's legendary. I get her number. She says she's going back, taking this girl home, and coming back out. I doubt she's actually coming back out, but she winds up hitting me up about an hour later. We meet up. Who's she with? Her mom. So now I'm getting introduced to this mother a half 
hour after I was hooking up with her daughter only because of the filthy comment that this daughter told me. It's totally awkward. It's totally weird. I can't really make a move. The mom's right next to me. I can't really do anything. We wind up splitting ways. They go home about an hour later. So we're still bar hopping. But the bars are only open about 15-20 minutes later. Half our group somehow goes to the Airbnb. Yeah. So we lost half the group. We're standing on the sidewalk smoking cigarettes discussing what the hell we should do. When some guys come over and start trying to fight us over these girls next to us who we weren't even talking to. Mm -hmm. Classic. You were guilty by association. Yeah, insane. <laughs> In fact, the one girl we were pissed at because she walked over, asked if she could have the cigarette, took it out of my friend's mouth, threw it on the ground and stomped it out. What? Insane. Wow. Dude, that's almost a fighting deal. Yeah, that's... You yeah, really that's, hook off that's, on somebody. That's total disrespect. That, yeah. Oh so the guy God. wants to fight us. It doesn't us. get... No. That's up there with that's spitting fun. in somebody's face. That's insane. Or, it's insane. Borderline it's unheard of. Yeah. Absolutely. So the guy wants to fight us over these girls that we're not even with. In fact, I'm even telling them, we don't like these girls. We hate them. They just stomped out this cigarette. Fuck them. So somehow, that winds to the girls liking us more than the other guys trying to fight us. They walk away with us. I grab two cabs instantly, send the one idiot that stomped out the cigarette in her own cab back to their place, take the other three Alpha. girls, and get them back to our place. This is an alpha place. move. We were drinking champagne at our place till like, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. That's an that's alpha dog night. move. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good stuff. It was a that's good first night in Nashville. That's Nashville, good. I always hear good things. Phenomenal. And you, yeah. know, you know what's funny? The first night of the vacation may be the peak night. Mm -hmm. it, you it come out firing. You're, you're the freshest. You have the most money in your pocket. <laughs> so for X amount of reasons, the I first night is like... Nashville the first night. I was supposed to be the first one oh, to arrive. Oh, your flight got delayed, right? At 11 a.m. I yeah. was leaving Philly at like 8 a.m. Had yeah. to go to Charlotte before. As I'm about half hour into my flight to Charlotte, the plane literally turns around. They don't say anything, <laughs> but I see on the GPS we're headed towards New York now. I'm thinking it might be a terrorist attack in all sure, honesty. Sure, yeah, sure. Because nobody's telling me any fucking thing. Yeah. Finally, right before we're about to land, they get on, say, we smelt smoke and we have to land. The last thing you want to hear. However, now I'm going to miss my connecting flight, so I have to change everything. Oh, yeah, you everything. got down there at, like, 8, right? I ended up I remember getting down there at 8 at night. Yeah. I was the last one. Yeah. I literally almost got left in the Airbnb because I got there 15 minutes before they were leaving, and they almost left without me because I had to change. Yeah, they were going to leave your ass for dead. Yeah. But that was, a, that was an alpha dog move, man. I, I respect that. I like that. You know, you were willing to burn the cash on the cab just to get rid of the cancer. Oh, absolutely. And you cut out the cancer and yeah. you partied with the cool girls. It was perfect. Well, yeah. And it goes back to all girls want to be treated poorly. Yeah, sure. that's right. They enjoy that. It goes that. back yeah. to that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> At least initially. Tell, you're telling these women, <laughs> yeah. we don't like you. In fact, we despise you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that made you desirable. They, they liked us so much more it, it, other than these creeps that were trying to hit on them. In fact, Spats, you said, that's I think, insane. your wedding song would be, uh, I Won't Back Down. <laughs> and that's what right wasn't that your wedding song no your serenade song oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah and that's essentially what you did those girls tried to shit on you yeah and your friends yeah and you gave it right back to them flipped that shit. i won't back down yeah. you flipped it yeah. and back. they fell in love yeah absolutely. and parted with you for 24 hours <laughs> that's exactly. insane i know it's crazy and benny that was an alpha move and i gotta commend you for your other alpha move earlier this week with your uh do your food donation to the homeless 
for the rest of this holiday season, Benny, your uh, your new name is Benny Meals on Wheelsburg. Good job making that donation. Made a lot of people happy this holiday season. Yeah, I'm glad I could help out, Marky. Gotta help out. So, I think that puts a nice cap on our 2017 drunk moments. Now, the last piece of 2017, as we all know, it is always the New Year's Eve celebration. Some of us in the restaurant business, we work that night. Some of us in uh, relationships, we take our lady out to dinner or what have you. A lot of house parties that night. The club scene does a killing. And then some people don't go out at all because they're, they're going to be in the parade the next day. What are the rules for New Year's Eve partying? Well, I think, I think there's a lot of different areas to cover on this here. Right, so we're, we're going to talk about for our age group, our demographic, our people, our VIP listeners, our marksmen and women, mm-hmm. you know, what's our new rules now? We're not kids. We're not children. Well, I think you have to lay out the options. So you have nice dinner. Right. Which I can tell you is it's something that's expected. Yes. I think that's one area. Then you have your house parties. Which are cool. Which I think, if I had my opinion, that that's definitely it. A house party done right is a nice time. Absolutely. So I think I think there's a distinction between are you going out to the nightclub for New Year's Eve mm-hmm. or are you doing the house party? Can you do the nice dinner and then back home to the house party? It would be the nice dinner and then to somebody else's house party, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's a cool option, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that that's good because you're knocking two birds with one stone. Exactly. And um, you're taking her out. And she and then you're going back, you're going somewhere that's comfortable. Right, and you're socializing with friends, family, what have you. Now, do you leave that house party at 12.01, 12.20? Or, you know, do you hang the night like you normally would on a on a party type of night? What's the rule there? I mean, I'm in Mummers in the morning, so I got to get out around like 12.30, 12.45-ish. Okay, and a lot of Mummers, they'll stay in. Yeah. So that's yeah. good on you. you I'm know. a huge house party guy. Yeah, of course. It's At this point, it's a strong play, the house party. Uh, if I'm at a house party, I'm usually lingering around. That's just me, though. I like to bullshit with people. I like to talk with people, so I linger. I, Some people are out, like, quick. No, no, no. I'm not a quick that. exit guy. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, there's times where I'll drop Krista off. And come back. And then go back. And that's fair. And that's happened. And that's times. an alpha move. Well, because, you know, you have to you have to appease. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be there. Right, you right. know, of You're course. not going to have to uh, have to entertain much of longer. Of course. So then, once you come back, I mean. Uh, yeah, all hands oh, on deck. Goodness. Yeah, then you're ready to go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, something we uh, before we got on air that you said, great point about that rule of if you show up to a house party with something, sure. that golden rule. Why sure. don't you? Sure. Why don't you say that again? Well, I mean, we were talking about, we were discussing this topic and, you know, are you doing the house party thing? The one thing that comes along with the house party is you have to bring a, a gift. Sure. Whether it's a bottle of booze. A bottle of booze, you know, a dessert, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little pie or something mm-hmm. like that. So we were saying, is it is it a violation for you to bring something that is that goes untouched and... At the end, while you're exiting, just grab that thing. You know what? We didn't use it. <laughs> right. Total violation. It, oh, total violation. Sickening <laughs> violation. <laughs> total violation. You, you need to be whipped if you do that. Yes. 
Like yes. you, you need to get yes. lashes yes. for that. That is so wrong. Yes, I would agree. If you bring a bottle of vodka and nobody touches it, and you grab that bottle of vodka, you are take... not entitled. No, you're not entitled no. to take. You that put it on the you. table and you leave it for the gods. It's a donation. <laughs> it's a yeah. donation. Absolutely. It's in God. The fate of that bottle is, in... and you're allowed to have some of it. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. There's nothing. All of it. You, if, if that's if that <laughs> is so as happens. long as you have it there. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Taking it with you is, is uh, that's a devilish move. Yes, yes. I mean. There's no way. There's no coming back from that. No. There's no coming back Nobody from that. From a social standpoint, there's same. no coming back from that. <laughs> yeah, them people aren't allowed to sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, man. That's terrible. And I'm, look, I don't think I've ever witnessed it. I don't think I've ever seen it. I know it happens. I don't think I've ever seen any of my friends do it. You stole the bread? You stole it. It's my bread. They didn't eat it. Why should I leave it there? Because we brought it for them. Apparently, it wasn't good enough for them to serve. Is it possible they took it back? Who would bring a bread and take it back? Those people, that's who. I think they're sick. I don't know if I ever paid attention. Yeah, and that too. Maybe that's part of it. Well, see, and that's the other thing. Nobody's paying attention to that. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. So you so think you, you could get you away with it. You have your snakes out there. Yeah. Who've yeah. yeah. been doing it for years, and you don't have yeah. any yeah. And you're, you're obliterated anyway <laughs> yes. at the end of the night. Yeah. I think there's a lot of factors there. Yeah, yeah, sure. gang. Uh, sure. I know our marksmen and women wouldn't dare do that. No, and, no. And just, I wouldn't think so. It's not worth it because it, it, uh, that's that's just bad, some bad karma. Speaking of bad karma, sexual harassment lawsuits out the wazoo. People losing their jobs, their careers. Uh, it's a very fascinating uh, thing, the way this tidal wave of news has ended 2017, all coming out at once, from Hollywood to the sports world to the business world. It's a tidal wave of sexual harassment allegations. It's a new world. Um, you never know. Every, every day you wake up, you're checking the newspaper. I know. The news and it's a new and name. Who are, who are, all right, so who are some of the big names that um, – uh, the chef most recently, uh, the redhead Mario B yes. Mario Batali. Yes. Uh, obviously, we have uh, Harvey Weinstein started it off, and Kevin Spacey. Mm -hmm. The NFL Network crew of Heath Evans, Marshall Falk, Warren Sapp, Donovan McNabb, Donovan McNabb, <laughs> Donnie Mac. Number five will always <laughs> love you. Thank you, number five. <laughs> Uh, but th there's more than that. Uh, the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Mm -hmm. There's more Hollywood names we're forgetting. Yeah, sure. a lot. There's, there's a, a lot. lot of there's a laundry list of names. But the way this tidal wave hit raises some red flags for me uh, and makes it a little suspect to me. That's number one. Number two, I'm not seeing really anybody accuse somebody of sexual harassment that is above them on the social or economic ladder. The accusers are always below who they're making the accusations of. Of course. Mm -hmm. And that is shady to me. Just part of the nature of it, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. The inherent aspect of harassment. It's like because a bullying thing. It's a harassment because they feel if they say no, there will be repercussions since it's... Right. Uh, authority figure above them of some type right so hence no elevation at work no sure pay raises unless you get your leg shaved by jerry richards <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what was i want to tell you something about mario batali i always thought he was like uh gay 
I, like an undercover gay way. guy. He does. He comes off that way a little bit. If anything, I assume like he was like a Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, of course we forgot Matt Lauer. Sure. Who's the, uh, one of the yeah, crazier ones. He would ask them to come into his office to talk about, you know, their career path, and the door would automatically <laughs> lock behind them, and he would drop his pants. He had a button, didn't he? Have yeah, a they button hit the button, oh, button. like Doctor yeah, Evil. Yeah, he would hit the <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, I know, I know. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta be careful. Cause it, cause I do feel a, bad if yeah. the, if these are uh, true victims, and sure, at least sure. one of them has to be a true victim, and I do feel bad for. Whoever truly is, I don't feel bad. I think it's hilarious for whoever isn't. Um, my opinion on sexual harassment from being sexually harassed in the past, I love it. I think it's awesome. It's a great compliment. When you're at a bar and even like a, a weird like fat chick says something to you, like hitting on you, it's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Like I don't think she's hot. I'm not interested in her. But it actually makes me like her and like I would s at least talk with her and laugh with her at the sure. bar. Sure. Like, it's led to some hilarious moments. Sexual harassment is cool if you're broke. Like, yeah. you can say whatever to anybody, and there's no repercussions, and you can get laid at will. And I, you don't have to risk, you know, you don't have to risk your empire just to get laid. Well, and it's it's almost <laughs> a confidence boost for men. Yeah. You know what I mean? If a girl, if a girl comes on to you in a way that... In a different circumstance. Right, because girls wouldn't, traditionally would... are, you know, they want to be pursued. Sure, sure. I mean, I think that's um, I think that's something that's a double standard. It's one of those things. Major league double standard. So. And what do girls always say? They don't like when guys say the same shit to them all the time. Mm -hmm. So now as soon as a guy gets creative, it's sexual harassment. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Creativity is no more. It, you no know. More. It's a different world. It's a different world. It is. It is. And, um... But I think it's another one of these fads. I think this will disappear too. Yeah, I like really do. Else. Yeah, sure. It's whatever the media decides to cycle in. They they make the the current events. Absolutely. They make the the, the saga. It's by their agenda. It's by their means, their yeah. agenda, whatever sure. benefits them. If anything, a lot of these media members have been accused, and they do it to make themselves look better. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. I will say this. A Christmas gift came early to everybody who's anti-MSESPN with CEO John Skipper resigning the other day due to some addiction uh, problems he claims he has. It makes me... That raises some red flags. What did he really do? Sure. But I'm... I'm a lot of ambiguity still around mm -hmm. that. Around mm -hmm. that. I'm thrilled he's gone. That could mean a lot of good things for ESPN. ESPN was a product that could not fail... And they somehow fucked it up. Big time. So John Skipper was a huge part of that. Thrilled he's out. I just hope they don't replace him with Jameel Hill as interim CEO <laughs> until they find a new one. Back to our sexual harassment. 2018. Th this tidal wave of news. Tidal waves leak over. After a tidal wave, you know, you get those other waves that aren't as big as that, but they're waves as well. Who is the next to get hit? 2018 sexual harassment. I mean, you got to figure it's going to be in the sports world, probably. Sports world is going to start getting hit hard. Right. I think Jerry Jones is paying off at minus 1,300. <laughs> well, he, lo he loves him some glory hole. Oh, yeah, he does. He loves him some glory. All right, Jerry Jones, fair. He seems to be somebody who's ahead of it. 
He yeah. Keeps it on yeah, he does. He has he has a separate account for that. I was going to say, he pays <laughs> off people well. Uh-huh. Well, how about how we covered up the Des Bryant Walmart situation? Yeah, sure. Where I think Des, like, murdered an alien or something <laughs> at Walmart, and they had to cover it up with the U.S. government. And Spats, who is your 2018 sexual harassment prediction? Oh, Marky. I'm actually, um, I'm stumped, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass this one over to uh, to my colleague, Mr. Baldwin, over here. Okay. You, are you stumped, or do you got a name for us? I mean, there's, there's, there's just one actor who, I don't know if it's just because I don't like them, maybe I don't want them to succeed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and who's just, who just has always seemed to be a little off to me, mm-hmm. who you haven't heard from in a little while. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix. Wow. Mm. Loved him in Gladiator. Know, hated, hated him in Gladiator. Well, but Hated him, the character. Yeah. Which meant he played an outstanding role. Yeah, right, 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 right. I can't see him in anything else. Yeah. Because all I think of is... him is as Emperor Commodus with the thumbs up, thumbs down. That was so great. With the, with I the love Gladiator. Well, that's your favorite movie, My isn't favorite it? Movie Self-proclaimed. Yeah, absolutely. I can't see absolutely. him without thinking of Johnny Cash. And I loved Johnny him in Cash. that movie. Yeah. The good actor just, I mean... Just there's something about him. Yeah. Seems off. Yeah. And wasn't he playing like that that goofy role in public where when he went on Letterman? Yeah. Yeah, that was insane. That was so. I I actually watched that live and I was like mind boggled by that. He was also in a movie called like um, Vices or I don't know, and it was a a big cast, but it was kind of like a B-rated movie. He was in that movie where he fell in love with the computer. Oh yeah, her. Her. Yeah, or she, or I didn't see it. Was. Zero interest Whatever in that. Was. He creeps me out. Yeah, he, creeps he's, me a, he's a I creepy just feel dude. Like, I, I just feel like it's going to come out with him, like the uh, the, the leg shaving thing yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like yeah, that. No it's going to be something even weirder than that. Yeah. And there's a lot of fetishes out there. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, could be, uh, that could be a name I could totally see. We also forgot Russell Simmons, who just got accused exactly. last yeah, he's done, down. Who I just met at Nodo last month. Yeah. I actually really like the guy. And I always kind of respect him because he's like an old school hip hop guy, mm-hmm. and I kind of like that. But now he's done. Yeah, see you. Man. So, yeah. Now we got Lil Uzi. Mm. <laughs> Lil Pump. Lil Pumper. Um. All right. My 2018 sexual harassment prediction. Christ, that it, it is tough. You can go a, a billion different ways. A billion. I'm gonna go with. Bill Gates. Okay. Straight to the top. Yeah, sure. That's interesting. I'm waiting for one of these top guys. Like in the Roman Empire, they were sleeping with little boys, the top, the, you know, little girls, little bo- all disgusting stuff. I'm waiting to see if, if that stands true in today's society. I think a Bill Gates type who probably, I don't know, probably didn't get laid until he was about like 30-something. Yeah. When he made his riches, <laughs> total geek, yeah. mm-hmm. total, uh, it, it totally invested in his passion. So like, didn't even make time to date around and like meet another geeky chick that would possibly let him screw. Sure. So sure. he probably has like a lot of unanswered or like desires, desires. unfulfilled. I was just mm-hmm. gonna say unanswered sexual desires you know, that have never been fulfilled. Exactly. But I mean, like he once nev- you get the means, <laughs> like when, anything like goes. when he was a teenager. He never hooked up with a girl. Yeah, I'm sure. So he's wondering what was it like to get with a teenage girl. Sure. And that those thoughts could still be lingering still to this could day. Be there. It's creepy dark, to think. He's but a dark horse candidate for you, Marky. All right, go ahead. 
the Philly fanatic. <laughs> oh, he was he's early. a little too cavalier with his tongue. <laughs> it gets a little crazy. Big hands, gets yes. them all over the yeah. place. Big ass, waddles his head. Yeah, yeah. He likes to do the humping motions. Yeah. Didn't he Motion fall in love with like one of the Dodgers uh, beat reporters? Or wasn't that a big thing? And they no did idea. like a date thing, like a role play date thing. They did that this year, I believe. Interesting. The Fanatic's a legend. We wouldn't. <laughs> oh, he's got 200,000 counts pending. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Exactly. They, they uh, tear down the Fanatic statue or, or, or the, the, the big picture when you walk into Citizens Bank Park because yeah. he gets accused. Can you imagine <laughs> if they bring the Fanatic into this? <laughs> he becomes... <laughs> Dude, that's what it is to me, man. I know. That's essentially yeah. what yeah. it is to me. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> Not the Fanatic. No, anybody, <laughs> take my eyes, but not the fanatic. <laughs> anybody but the fanatic. Um, all right, 2018 Deadpool. Who is most likely to croak and croak first in 2018? A guy we've talked about on this show, and I've been uh, thinking it for a few years now. Met him at Wing Bowl. Spats, you had referenced Wing Bowl earlier. Uh, Ric Flair almost died in 2017. I think he looks terrible. This last ditch marketing effort he's doing on Instagram for RicFlairShop.com, it comes off very pathetic. I know he went broke and didn't spend his money well, so I think he's just trying to leave whatever he can behind for family um, and his wife, I guess. And didn't look great on the documentary. No, on the 30 30. no, look great. no, nothing. Especially when they showed the two interviews that were yes, six months time elapsed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a there was a discerning difference between those two Ric Flair. I think he can go soon. Yeah. I mean, he's in his seventies and he looks like he's in his mid eighties. And if you watch the thirty for thirty, you know he's not leaving anything mm-hmm. to be done. <laughs> the right. guy's done it all. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. He <laughs> does. He, he's he's content he's at this all. point. Absolutely. I heard Jim Ross say. They asked Jim Ross, "Do you think Ric Flair really slept with ten thousand women?" What did I say on the episode? I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Jim Ross said he doesn't believe it either. I think the math is there to prove he probably did. It's not that inconceivable. He was it's a self-proclaimed not. jerk off a lot guy. So if he's jerking off twice a day, that right there. You know, as you get oh, older, you tough. only got so many bullets in the gun per day. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Let's, let's, we're, you know, you're not 18, 19. Yeah. So we're talking about him through his career of 30s, 40s, where he would be having to accumulate those numbers. Yeah. I mean, he was wrestling into his 50s. Mm-hmm. To get to 10,000, you got to be fucking yeah, like crazy that through that, your 30s, 40s, is that three and 50s. Times a day? Or is it twice uh, a day? Something like that? Uh, uh, I'd uh, probably not quite, but and three times on Sundays. But think, think about it. How if ten thousand, three hundred and some odd days a year. Three sixty-five. Three sixty-five. <laughs> it changes every fucking year. This year, uh, Thanksgiving was uh, November fifteenth, and uh, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, how, Spats, yeah. you're the mathematician here. How many times roughly does three sixty-five go into ten thousand? I mean, if you average one girl a day for about twenty years, that you're probably close. Yeah, one a day. I mean, that's every single day. Yeah, not just an average. If you have three in one day, true, true, true. It balances. 
But then you add in after further review, it's going to take you about twenty-eight years wow. to get to ten thousand data, about roughly. Wow. So well, he, and and he's talking t- different women. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. Crazy. You could sleep with one girl <laughs> ten thousand times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ten thousand different women. It's inconceivable uh, yeah. for, for me to think somebody's and, having sex for 20 years every single day. And <laughs> a guy who's a heavy boozer, so he had to get hit with whiskey dick multiple times, mm-hmm. jerking off twice a day. Dude, no way. There's no, no way. way he did 10,000. Yeah. When you crunch the numbers. Not to mention going through like the AIDS era and stuff the, and being fine. The AIDS sure. era. During that, sure. That's huge. I mean, he wasn't moving. like He wasn't able really to freelance. He was married. That has to slow you down some, at least for a month or two at a time. Yeah. Like, even during True. like those uh, wedding months, mm-hmm. he wasn't, you know, you understand what I'm saying? True. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not saying he couldn't have got other lays. I'm sure he did. But it's not going to be as efficient as to keep pace for 10000 Of yeah. course. Yeah, I think that's difficult. I will drive nothing but Mercedes or Rolls Royce. I will go nowhere on a commercial airliner. I will ride in nothing but limousines. And I will make love to nothing but the best-looking women in the world. All right. Who's your 2018 Deadpool selection? Well, I think it's somebody who's always at the top of the list. I'm not even sure if he's dead. He might be dead. That'd be fun. Who is it? Keith Richards. He's not dead. He's yet. not dead. He's no, not, not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not dead. <laughs> the last 30 that years, he's not dead yet. <laughs> Keith Richards, that's fair. Some say he's been dead for 30 years. <laughs> Essentially. So, yeah, Essentially. I think, yeah, I think I think I got I got I got him as my number one in the dead. And, and don't forget, guys, let me just Number one seed. And, and that's that's a good name. Um, don't forget, man. Like that Roy Halladay shit was shocking. Oh, so yeah, you, it sure. doesn't have to be two decrepit guys like sure. Flair and Richards. Yeah. You can go off the beaten path here. I mean, that Halladay thing shocked the shit out of all of us. Yeah. So don't feel hogtied to uh, Tales from the Crypt creature like we just picked. <laughs> sure. You know. Benny Spats, who do we, who do we got? I actually. Uh... You know what, for this one, I'm going to go with some of your logic here, Mark, and uh, I don't think it's going to be sexual harassment that takes out the top tier of people. I think it's going to be death this time. Okay. And I can see Mr. Warren Buffett going down. Ah, I yeah. I definitely yeah. see Buffett yeah. going down He's this up year. There. He's getting up there. Very frail guy. Mean, yeah, this guy ain't got pretty money. He ain't got nothing left to do, and he definitely, definitely got laid. He's kind of smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so mm-hmm. he's not really, you know, I think he might have left it all on the table. He's I in a little he's... cooler of an industry than computers, sure. too, so yeah. that helps. Yeah, he's a hustler. You, you know. know. He's very and, diverse. Uh, yes, I think, very yeah, I diverse. I think Buffett might be going down. I think he's up for, what, 90 now? He might be 10,000 years old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those guys, though, those super rich guys have a fascination with mortality and living forever, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of crazy shit to oh. extend their lives. And they have the access. Uh, oh, <laughs> big time. All the resources, all the access. Sure. So, all right. But, yeah, he's like 90 pounds, 9,000 <laughs> years old, so I could totally see that. All right, Benny, are you going to go off the beaten path here, or are you going to keep the theme? It's hard to go off the beaten path. It's really it's hard. Really yeah, mean. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's were, you, were you picking? Were you picking Roy Halladay last no, year? No, I am not. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Off no. the beaten path. All right, I'm gonna go a little bit off the beaten path. This is a guy that's done a lot of drugs in his day. A lot of people love him. 
I'm gonna say Eminem false. I love it. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Of a drug overdose. Yes, because he's a he 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 he's wishy washy with it. Yeah. He's either Not totally right. clean uh -huh. or he is in a drug induced coma on his couch swallowing bottles of pills <laughs> per day. Yep. Sleeping and eating Snickers bars. Yeah. I think that's how he's gonna go. Peacefully on his Just couch. Just like that. With and, a Snickers bar in his mouth. And dude, this is like his last hoorah, because I don't know if you've noticed all these uh, political things he's pulling out yeah um like he said today to a complex a, a journalist from complex magazine he's waiting for trump to acknowledge him he's got lines ready man when i read that i was like what the f he's got lines right who the fuck cares mm -hmm. <laughs> what is that some threat you know trump's trump's hearing kim jong-un say he's got ballistic intercontinental <laughs> missiles he hears eminem has lines ready what yeah, yeah, what does he care rhymes, yeah man, fire those rhymes off man Dude, like, at some point, at what point does a rapper decide to grow up? You're forty something years old, man. Stop rapping. It's fucking I don't, I weird. Don't think, I don't think he ever walk away. No, I guess not, because that's yeah. their yeah, that's their thing. Yeah. And I like vintage Eminem, but this new like reinvented Eminem is like so lame to me. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry to say, it's I just... I think it's lame to him, too. I, and I think that's why the pills are going <laughs> to come back hard. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I think it's going to be depressing when he kind of looks back and realizes that no one really cared about what he just did. That's you a know, good pull. That's a good pull. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, let's just throw the wild card names out there. Allen Iverson. Absolutely. He's teetering. He's on. He's, yeah, he's, on the he's teetering. He's very slim. The other night at Staples Center. Uh, he he's either chubby or slim, so he's a wishy-washy, sure. you know, heavy heavy gambler. Uh, still in a lot of wrong circles. A lot of vices. Always had yeah, them. Always, always had, had them. them. A lot of vices. He was uh, he was a pleasure to watch, man. But he was frustrating at times too. You know, we totally glorify him in Philadelphia. And he was such a unique, tremendous player. And a lovable guy. Even with the sure. vices, lovable. Sure. Absolutely. But he could have been greater, I yeah. believe. Absolutely. Maybe a little bit of practice. Yeah, I mean, because that <laughs> always stunned me. Because what is Kobe Bryant obsessed with? Practice. Practice. Yeah. What is Tiger Woods obsessed with? Practice. Uh, LeBron. Yes. <laughs> yes. Be careful, man. I don't want. I don't want to lose my uh, producer to uh, sure. unwanted advances. Yes. Uh, all the great ones are obsessed with practice. He just wasn't uh, he that ju he type. He just went off of a building. Yeah. He went off of a building. And he was from a, the big time hip hop era where they had to have that. That that was the golden well, was, era of the was, hip hop era. He was an artist. Didn't mm -hmm. he have? Didn't he have a pseudonym? Yeah. For uh, his artistry. Jules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jules. Was it 300 <laughs> bars and running? Was that, yeah, 300 bars. <laughs> Everybody else was practicing. The AI was laying down bars. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, dude, he, dude, we all love him. Sure. We all, he just could have been greater. Oh, he he could have took absolutely. care of his body more and played longer. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. He had enough influence where, like LeBron, maybe he could have picked some guys he wanted to play with. Yeah, Who targeted Matumbo Spats? Was that a Larry Brown target, or was that an Iverson from the All Star Game said, "Hey, I want to play with him"? Or was that Larry Brown or Croce seeing that and saying, "We got to put it together"? The Matumbo thing, yeah, Croce seeing that team as, as just being special, and once Rattler went down, they had to make they a had move. The chance Atlanta was, you know, they were they weren't going to make a move that year, so I mean, it was right. worth the shot. He won Defensive Player of the Year, but 
I mean, they just ran into a, a Shaq that was in his prime. Probably Shaq might have been his best year of his career. And they know that, or I'm assuming they knew uh, Dikembe Motombo didn't have enough ass to really play against Shaq. No. I mean, not even fucking close. No. No, he had is like a all. giant stick, and Shaq is like a fucking one of those 10,000 year old oak trees you see, like fucking huge. <laughs> Just unreal. Yeah, he, I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a good matchup in any sense. Sense, yeah. In any sense. <laughs> right. And it was just still unbelievable they won game one and should have won game two. Uh, in other news, this is a great segue, real quick. Odell Beckham on his inner thigh yesterday got Allen Iverson tattooed stepping over Tyrone Liu on his inner thigh. Very cool. He's also got like a Vander Holyfield. He's got like a Sports Illustrated cover. He actually has some cool tattoos. That's pretty cool. Black guys are at a disadvantage with tattoos. You can't oh, you can't see their stuff as well, and they really can't get color. It's almost an advantage, though, at times. Yeah, it, it can, doesn't matter as much. Exactly. Iverson's tattoos are not aging well. I noticed that last night. Kobe's ceremony, fellas. You know, we're not talking too much sports here, gang, but this is this goes above and beyond sports. This is entertainment. This is L.A. Uh, Kobe is another figure of our... A lifetime was the retirement ceremony overblown retiring 8 and 24 overblown i say yes but the ultimate la showman thing to do i think i think you just hit the, the nail on the head there it was the ultimate L, la experience right that's it what was, yeah any other city experience. they're not doing that no not at all retiring two numbers for a guy yeah right i don't know i think that's a violation a, I, I think a guy <laughs> who always needed another guy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Kobe. Strictly for the fact that he's born in Italy and basically played high school basketball in Philly. I love Kobe. But and he's a class act. But it's just a little too much for me. Here's my thing. If you take his numbers when he wore eight and then you separate it from when he wore twenty four, both are Hall of Fame careers by over ninety nine. So you're for it. I'm for it. Because they're they were two, each two Hall of Fame and careers. Keep this in mind. They're two amazing numbers in yeah. a sport sought where sought-after <laughs> numbers where, like, there's only a few numbers in basketball that are cool. Sure. And those are, like, the two coolest, in, my, well, yeah. in my opinion. Absolutely. Spats, you're, you're the basketball mathematician expert. I'm bringing you back in here for your basketball input. No, I mean, Benny hit it right on the head. I mean, I'm 100% with that. I mean, he won three rings wearing eight with Shaq. Mm-hmm. And he cleansed himself, and then he got 24. Right. And, I mean, he won two more rings, and, I mean, who did he really have? He had the big, he had the seven-footers. He had Odom, he had Gasol, he had Bynum for one good year. But, I mean. Ariza hitting huge shots. But, I mean, that was. Ori hitting huge shots. Fisher hitting iconic shots. But them last two were, Kobe was the guy. No, no doubt. He willed them. He he willed them. I'm I'm a Kobe guy. I'm not a Kobe hater. 24 and 8, two separate careers. I'm with it. What did Shaq win, honestly, without Kobe, other than when he was with Dwayne Wade? Right. Or when he took the Magic team with Penny Hardaway to the finals? Other than that, yeah. Yeah. My question is about the number. Did the number change come when he went through that miraculous bounce back? Yes. In his... Now, now, Social life that has now seemingly let's t- yeah, let, let, let's, let's, been swept under the rug. Let's touch on that because <laughs> those rape accusations go hand in hand with our sexual harassment sure. theme for this New Year's episode. Um, <laughs> the rape was a huge deal 
all over national, global, everything, local news. Mm -hmm. A huge deal. And it got swept under the rug like no other. And you know he was guilty because he bought his wife the only automatic Lamborghini ever made. The most expensive canary diamond yeah, uh, in the world. <laughs> like Fourteen, fifteen million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, nobody apologize. No innocent guy's going to apologize like that. No. You know what I mean? So he brought in Ray Donovan to clean it up, I guess, and and had the a strong legal team and. Just brought the fixer in. Yeah, yeah. And, and stayed ahead of it the whole way Was through. Was way ahead of it. Remember when they. It was a whole thing. They were doing the coverage on ESPN. We was yeah. flying between games, mm -hmm. yes. going back and forth. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like when they talk about um, his career, like in documentaries, they almost like totally skip that over. Yeah, it doesn't get mentioned whatsoever. So maybe now, now I'm not sure of the time frame, but maybe the eight change to twenty four was not just to cleanse himself from the Shaq era. Yeah, but also to cleanse himself from yeah. I'll never, the social injustice. I'll never rape again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your Ferrari. Here's your Canary Diamond. I'm ring. a new husband. You know See, when you watch me play on TV, a new number. new number. Got some tattoos after that. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. he got tattoos later in the game. If I remember though, the accuser of that was not the most like believable mm. person. Not to discredit her story or anything right, like right, that. Right, 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 right. But if I remember correctly, there were multiple guys semen found on her underwear. Oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot about that part yeah. of the story. And that just, that's kind of like. So she was a high class escort, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's probably what she. And I just want to throw this out there. We'll get to this in a later episode. Fashion Nova on Instagram, I'm convinced, is a low key escort service. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Fashion Nova, guys, check them out. About 9 million followers on Instagram. Girls adding them, uh, like in their captions and all. Uh, Fashion Nova is a low-key escort service, I promise you. Now, the last piece of basketball news we're going to talk about here. Spats, your tenure with the Sixers, work in that locker room. You chopped it up with a lot of iconic NBA guys. What was your experiences like in there, and what was the... Uh, the moment that really sticks out to you, at least for this episode, that you'll never forget. Man, yeah, I had a good run with the Sixers. It sucks that it came at a time after the championship and while they were in that that rut of about 12 years those, before the process even started, yeah. which people don't talk I kind of like those teams that would like lose to the Pistons in the playoffs. We were pretty solid. Yeah, they we, were solid. Uh, we had some epic matchups against uh, the Hornets back then. The Hornets with uh, Baron Davis, mm -hmm. Jamal Mashburn, mm -hmm. David Wesley. They were some really, yeah. really great, great matchups. It's hard and, to believe uh, David West is still in the league. And yeah, I'm, I'm a young, uh, I'm a young up and coming uh, little cub back then. You know, mm -hmm. sophomore year of high school, and uh, I'm working the visitors' locker room. And you know, you're hanging out in the locker room, and all the guys from the other team are getting there, and. They're shooting the shit about road trips and <laughs> stories and things like that. And I mean, you know, they're just talking. And Baron Davis is talking it up. He's like the uh, the life of the team in the locker room. And he's, you know, talking about something that happened the night before, I guess. You know, mm -hmm. maybe they got to Philly the night early and, you know, they went out on the town and probably an old city about night. Partying. Out of nowhere, I'm just sitting in there, you know, I'm just uh, getting the locker room ready. And uh, Baron Davis, he goes, Hey, young man, come over here. Come over here. And I'm like, 
and he would tell me what's going on. He's like, he's like, listen, son, I'm gonna tell you something very important. All right. He's <laughs> like, you remember this and you take it with you. <laughs> I go, all right. And he's like, you never, and I mean never, eat one night stand pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, huh? And he goes, listen. He was like. I was just thinking. He was like, I see you, you're young, you're up and coming. He was like, like you just remember. <laughs> like, you remember one thing. You never eat one night stand pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a guy who would stay ahead of the sexual harassment curve. Oh, absolutely. You know? absolutely. That's a and smart man. I'm going to be honest, that is great advice. It sounds like somebody who the night before... It's a one night stand pussy, and is regretting it on a huge level. And he sees this young kid. And says, you know what? I gotta impart this knowledge on somebody. This little white kid, and he just calls him over and tells him the most inappropriate thing imaginable. But it's true. Yeah. Hey. And you know what? If I'm a father, I'm probably giving my kid, if I have a son, that type of knowledge. Sure. Sure. And wear a condom. Of course, that's huge. Yeah. That's two things. There's yeah. two things at least. Yes. Hey, all I have to say is that I am very thankful for Mr. Baron Davis. Now, Spats, have you ha- me that day? See, I, I think you, if the girl is in absolute dime, and for some reason you find yourself in her bed or her in your bed at that night, and she is just an absolute smoke show, a bar stool smoke show, I think I I pull a veto on that rule. Uh, a waiver on that rule, and I think I think I. You make a game time decision. Yeah. And you know what, Mark? I thought that too, but I'm going to have to go with Baron Davis on this. <laughs> yeah, one. it's tough, man. <laughs> look, look. Emily Ratajkowski's in your bed, and she says, "Spats, this is a one night deal, man. I'm never going to see you again." <laughs> Well, All not, bets are off. If she is in my bed, it's not going to be a one-night deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tying her up, and I'm going to leave her in the closet for the next time I want her. He doesn't sound like a guy who stays ahead of sexual allegations. <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> she is the hottest in the world. There's nobody hotter than her. Yeah. Oh, I'm ser- She puts Kim Kardashian to shame. Dude, she is unbelievable. She is the best. Speaking about the Kardashians, I feel it's time one of them falls. Uh, a death in the Kardashian Scott Disick family. overdose or something. Yeah, isn't he out of the family though? He's yeah, and his new girlfriend is yeah, fucking so smoking hot. <laughs> She's unreal yeah. hot. And he is the man. He is the man. Spats was Scott Disick one year uh, in AC for Halloween. Okay, I like <laughs> it. Epic Halloween performance. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. I think either Kylie or Kendra goes. Oh wow! One of them pops. How yeah, about Chris? Maybe. Who's the who's the brother? Rob. He's, he's had suicidal yeah. thoughts. This guy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, yeah. This is a guy who I think. Yeah. Is he's the, a barstool or barstool, a Deadpool wild card. Uh, that's, a, that's actually a good one. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's Rob Kardashian. Good. Yeah, he's somebody who I feel like one more straw. Yeah, is man. He's gonna break the cattle's back, and that that's yeah. it. <laughs> Dude, it. live it up, man. You got all that money, free money. Chris dies the way Kanye's mom did. Under the knife, getting plastic surgery or whatever. True. That's a true story? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Oh, my God. Well, they get the best plastic surgeons in the world. Yeah. Well, apparently <laughs> Kanye didn't. Exactly. <laughs> it's like at a uh, north side Chicago... Uh, <laughs> what, what is that called? Uh, like a black market uh, type of uh, surgery place? <laughs> Unlicensed guy? Kanye... Hey, guess what? Kanye... No, I like Kanye to survive. Uh, yeah, he has a few more years, but he wouldn't shock me to be. We're due for like a 
classic rapper, like, in his prime to die. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because rap isn't violent anymore. I mean, Lil Wayne found to go, but he's not in his he prime almost, by Yeah, yeah there was that scare. Yeah, there was that internet yeah. thing, Lil yeah. Wayne. All right. Parade back to Broad Street. Necessary. I think it needs to happen. It's necessary. Uh, I'm not a mummer. I'm not a fanatic for the parade, but I do love tradition. And Philadelphia has a few very key traditions, and the Mummer's Parade is certainly one of them. Sure. How the fuck do you botch that up? Well, and we were talking before the show about this. This yeah. is one of the all-time mistakes in city history. Right. We know there's And an illustrious many. list of yes. mistakes. Yes. And this somehow sticks out. Yeah, and I'm... I'm I'm on your side of it, whereas I'm not a mummer. Right. I just, that day, it had always meant something. Yeah, the sounds, it revol- the, it the revolved sights. around the parade. Mm-hmm. You went you went to a house that was close to Broad oh, Street. Right. You had the pork sandwiches yeah, and all that of stuff. of course. And you're then, in and out of the house. The parade's on TV. You're seeing the parade outside. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're smelling it's, the roast pork. It's the pork. environment. Yeah, yes. You got the silly string. You know, yeah, you're, you're acting stupid. Yeah. It's just the, all those memories of being there, yes. not not a part of it, mm-hmm. but being being a part of the crowd and the atmosphere and the environment of the day mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I think it's I think it's a travesty. So even if you're going to make the case that okay, it's a limited budget, okay, the concept of the parade is outdated. Well, that's fine. Shrink it down and have it on South Broad, and then they go down to Second Street, and that's it then. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like just they went. They went in the opposite direction. Yeah, <laughs> and, and in like in a more expensive area of the yeah. city too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So if the budget isn't there, and and you think it's like outdated, it's not a made-for-TV parade, and people don't turn out as much. Okay, shrink it down, keep it in the neighborhood, yeah. and let people enjoy it like they did back in the day. Because mm-hmm. how many neighborhood people are living in the high rises of Center City? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Those people are either on vacation somewhere, (laughs) or out in the suburbs with their family, so they're not even around. Not to mention, from a mummer's perspective, it's horrible, because at a certain point there's a log jam. You end up sitting around all these groups, in between all these high-rise buildings, skyscrapers, and it's freezing, because you're just covered by... (laughs) Yeah. You're covered by these buildings, you get no sun, it's... The first of January. You're in a wind tunnel. tunnel. Yeah, right. It's horrible. Yeah. Bring it back to Broad Street and call it a day. Yeah. yeah. Necessary. I, I mean, and the TV coverage isn't like a 14-hour TV coverage. That is on TV from like 7 a.m. to There's like... There's not enough sponsorship dollars in there to right. recoup whatever you yeah. might be missing. And, like, I don't know. There, the solu- there are solutions out there that didn't require massive overhaul. True. What do you think, Spats? I know you're, you're a little bit of an anti-mummer. I'm, uh, I'm not, like, against the Mummers Parade. I was never really in it, but no, definitely, I mean, it, it's just cool just seeing a lot of people that you haven't seen yeah. and not having to go all the way to Center City of course. to see that. And then even when you do go to Center City, it's just a, too big of a mix to run into people, you know, that you're familiar seeing. So, I mean, yeah, definitely the whole... And, I mean, you know, I only live a few blocks off Broad Street, so it's even better for me. So I, it's I would love, It is. Yeah. I would love something... Uh, something like that to come back just to you know hang out in the corner and you know have an old time uh, type of day you know yeah Yeah. that's and that's one thing i think i think that we're missing too it was a day 
to see all those people. I know. That you didn't it was see. a reconnect kind of day. Everybody's off on New Year's Day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Everybody. <laughs> it's like Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. only a few days a year where everybody's off. Yep. And it was a big time reconnect day. And, uh, you know, people are busy that week. People are traveling that Christmas week. And then it's like everybody's kind of back home for New Year's. And the people who couldn't make it out for New Year's Eve or were on a date on New Year's Eve, then you bullshit with those type of acquaintances New Year's Day. That was right. what you did. Exactly. And that's like totally wiped off now, wiped off the map. Yeah. And, uh, but they did it before and they brought it back. Well, and, so hopefully and they bring it back thing again. It was when it was when it was on South Broad Street, it bridged the two neighborhoods. Whereas mm-hmm. Mummery is yeah predominantly a Second Street right, thing, right, right, right. You know, Irish neighborhood, right. whatnot. But the the Italian neighborhoods embraced the parade. Major so league. It was, it was yeah. a bridge. It was a little bit of a bridge to bring everybody together. Exactly. Yeah. So you kind of, and, and now you, you know you lose that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm living on Broad Street now. As you guys know, the castle on the hill. Yeah. I would have liked to seen the parade. I would have liked to w- woken up to that sure. on New Year's Day. It would have been cool. Your house would have been the hot spot. Your yeah, place pe- I would I would have had people over. Just yeah. go up and down, get warm, take a piss. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing. Now going up to New York, Times Square, New Year's Eve. Mm. Where the hell do those people piss and shit and whatever that's, they, that's whatever they the got to do? And one of the all-time mysteries. I have no clue because you immediately lose your spot if you move. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a thing that I never, never would want to do in my life. I'm <laughs> with you. Go off there. I, New Year's, yeah. New Year's Eve. What to, is the draw there? You have to go diaper. <laughs> Adult diaper. You have to go depend. Yeah. yeah. You gotta go get ca- catheter. You gotta go. Yeah, because. And how do you stand there sober for five hours? Wait, and that's the other thing. Why <laughs> you, you can't not do that? Because if you're drinking, you're, you're pissing. Definitely drinking. What comes along with drinking? Sh- shortly thereafter, <laughs> you're going to have to take a piss. And that drunk piss can be better than sex sometimes. True. Yeah. True. Oh my God! Uh, Guess what? I good. make more sounds during a drunk <laughs> piss than I do during sex sometimes. Oh my God. <laughs> like I have no clue because I don't even see like you don't see like Porta Johns no. on TV or anything. Like that. No. They do that high class, so you don't yeah. see any of you that. Know what? I mean, That's... it's a sea of people. Yeah. And all, all those businesses, I'm assuming, are closed in Times Square. Yeah, you're not letting. I don't know. And, and, they're, and even if they're not, game. they're not letting people <laughs> ran, ran, run through people. the bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. No. Yeah, That's one of the all-time mysteries. All, and another all-time New Year's Eve mystery. The New Year's Eve kiss, which is a thing that's in a romantic lore, folklore. I don't think I've ever had a New Year's Eve kiss. If I did, I totally don't remember it, and it meant nothing. Uh, I mean, there's movies made about these kisses. There's stories written about these kisses. I don't know anybody who's experienced an impactful New Year's Eve kiss. I wouldn't call it impactful, but I've definitely made the move because that midnight kiss was coming up. See, it gives you an opportunity. It gives you the say, window. It opens up the opportunity for somebody, too. Yeah. To feel comfortable with the concept. No, all you need is what? five minutes before. Yeah. That's all. No girl wants to be alone. Exactly. When that's that right. ball drops. That's mm-hmm. right. At midnight. I notice girls don't want to be alone during the holiday season, too. No. Yeah. Noticing that major league. It's tough. It's yeah. tough for them. You know what I mean? It is. It's all about perception when you're a girl. Yeah, I know. They're big on that. They're big on that. It's all about perception. That's good stuff. You're right. Uh, So what you're saying, you meet a girl out. You you weren't with her. No. Five, 10, 15 minutes before you start talking. Yeah. You're saying you're kind of pulling her close, possibly entertaining the idea, laying one on her when that ball drops? I usually hit them with like one line about 10 minutes before. 
like just yeah and then just keep the conversation going sometimes or you walk away and then come right back (laughs) with like 30 seconds before yeah and then you're just right there she has no time to think about it boom the closest (laughs) thing i ever had to a new year's uh eve kiss was um three years ago i think it was in atlantic city at the mix which is no longer open i had a girl uh puke on my versace loafer Fantastic. So that was my New Year's <laughs> kiss. That was the, the story I'll pass down to my kids. They say you get the New Year's you deserve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was good. That was the karma. That was the symbolism of the yeah. year anyway. Yeah. So that made a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, true story. Out of the cab. I was out. She was getting out of the cab. Puked on my loafer. Um, just some legendary shit right there. Um. I don't foresee a New Year's Eve kiss at the Mushaloo this year, Chris. No. Maybe I'll give you a kiss. <laughs> Maybe a kiss on the head. All, all this New Year's Eve talk, in all seriousness, I went to AC one year, a couple house parties. I never really had an iconic New Year's Eve. Yeah. Not the ones that you're talking about. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the uh, confetti coming down from the ceiling. <laughs> right, and, uh, right, right. Strobe lights on. Yeah, you, it's yeah, midnight. yeah. Tuxedo on <laughs> or something. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Spats and I actually celebrated New Year's at the Ritz-Carlton one year. Okay, how was that? That was interesting. That All was right. Interesting. I, mean, you, I mean, you're with the... Yeah, the, yeah. High society people. Uh, yeah, at this yeah. Point. Trading places, yeah. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> Thurston Howells. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how we managed to get in the joint, mm-hmm. but but it was a hell. It was a hell of a party. Very they cool. Did the whole. Um, they had the big atrium in the middle. Yeah. They had the balloons up. Dropped the balloons down. Yeah. All right. Well, let me tell you this. For two years now, and I just haven't had the chance, and he's continu- my cousin Anthony is breaking my balls. Mark, let's go get a Christmas martini at the Ritz-Carlton. i never been at the bar in there. But he's saying it's a nice scene, have our Christmas drink, bounce around a little bit. And I'm like now at a point where I'm making – he keeps asking me, and it's just our schedules haven't matched up to do it. I think we're going to do it soon. But he says – uh, you know, we'll have our Christmas martini, this, that, and the other. I say, yeah, we're going to go there. You're going to end up getting, like, pissed drunk and your ass kicked by somebody. <laughs> and that's going to be, like, your Christmas scene, your Christmas Ritz-Carlton memory. You definitely don't want to be kicked. acting up in Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, I, I do want to check it out, though. I'm, I'm glad you sign off on it. It's a mm. cool joint. Very cool joint. Very, very, very upscale. Yeah, of course. Very upscale. Make sure you have your jacket on when you go in. Blazer? Sure. Really? Of course, yeah. I was probably going to do like a sweater thing. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not there. Wow, really? Not the Ritz. <laughs> Not at the Ritz. Yeah. The Ritz Carlton. My blazer game sucks. Yeah. What are you headed to the Hilton for? <laughs> <laughs> the Holiday Inn. Yeah. <laughs> the stadium bar and grill. That's where I really belong. That's basically what I do. Um, all right. I'm going to tell you right now, though. 2017, we, we talked about this, Spats. It can be dark at times, but a, a bad year can turn into a good year quick. And I think everybody needs to keep that in mind. Sometimes you're having a bad week, bad stretch, a bad month. It happens. But it doesn't take long to turn around. And when it does turn around, the days look a little brighter. The fun times are a little more fun. Life can feel really good, and that turnaround is never too far off. And it's never too late to turn it around. It takes a little concentration, a little focus, a little good luck, some hard work, and it can happen for anybody. 
You can't lose sight of that. You know? That's for sure. And I always say, uh, through different segments, we're not kids. Things change. You know, we don't have teachers patting us on the back or mommy and daddy are always patting you on the back. So sometimes it's nice to hear some nice words of encouragement. You got to encourage your friends, your family. Life's no joke. Holidays are tough for people. The holidays are tough for people. Yeah. You just keep pushing on. You keep putting up the good fight. Because what the fuck else are you going to do? You're going to roll over and die. You know what I mean? So you keep battling. All right, folks. That was our New Year's Eve on the mark gala. I hope you enjoyed it. Do not forget to make your New Year's Eve reservations at the Mushaloo on Delaware Avenue. It's going to be an epic scene over there this year. I wish all our VIP listeners a tremendous 2018 with good luck, good fortune, and good times. And for myself, my producer, Benny Spielberg, and our on-the-mark reporters, Steven Spadaccini and Chris Baldwin, we are signing off. Until next time, gang. Love yous. Happy New Year. Folks, we're now going to leave you with the top on-the-mark clips from 2017. Benny, lay it on him. Some people uh, voice some concerns. They said, well, you don't want to offend anybody, things like that. Well, I'm not, I'm not voicing my opinion on that. this new list. I'm not I'm – not, because you're a sick guy. I don't know what you're capable of doing. <laughs> <laughs> he is sick, John. What do you say? I'm like Dr. Evil? Yeah, tell me something. You getting lost with that previous episode, you getting lost in the middle of nowhere, was that all true? Oh, my God. That was 100% true. On my hand to God. Guess what? Ron Jaworski, our old friend Ron Jaworski. Jaws, how's Jaws doing? I haven't, I haven't seen him since uh, we were crushing bagels back at Dunkin' Donuts on uh, South Broad. How, how's he doing? <laughs> Guess what? He's doing good. Hey! You know, you look like you could be one of the Ryan brothers, Rex and Rob Ryan. You could be their, their brother. You look like them, and you're big like them. Oh, uh, you know, I heard that a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> You look well, dead like uh, Rex Ryan. I was called a lot of things. They said I looked like the ice man, too. <laughs> I'm going to start this initiative in South Philadelphia. The On The Mark Give a Hobo a Penny initiative. If we all give a penny to the hobos on Front Street, Delaware Avenue, Broad in Oregon, they will live a decent daily life. I mean, if 100 people give them a penny, that's a dollar. A dollar is a cup of coffee, a hamburger. 200 people, that's, you know, fries and a burger. Uh, coffee and a burger, soda and a burger. 300 people, 400 people. You're just giving them a penny. You don't want the penny. I don't keep pennies in my home. I don't keep pennies in my car. 
I don't keep pennies anywhere. I throw them at people. I leave them at work. I throw them on the floor. I'll throw them in a trash can. Let's start giving what we would throw in our trash to these hobos. Let's start giving these pennies to our hobos. Help out a hobo, guys. I mean, I saw a case of Poland Spring on sale for $3.99. If uh, 400 people give a hobo a penny, they can buy a 24-pack of Poland Spring. With tax, it would probably be like 427 people, people. marking. And in those mornings when they're out there lobbying for donations, easily that many people are passing them. Easily. They're What's hanging a, out on major streets, major intersections, major highways. With this new policy, all it takes is a smart hobo. You yeah. stand in the right spot, you get thousands of dollars a day. And guys, if anybody isn't a part of the regular 9 to 5 commute world, or their commute doesn't entail them passing hobos like mine does, Venmo me your money. I will have it changed into pennies. And over the course of time, distribute these pennies to hobos in South Philadelphia. And don't forget, guys, hobos are not 9 to 5. Right. That's a 24-hour night shift, you name it job, graveyard shift. Gotta watch your back when it gets dark. They stay up at dark. They do. They're like zombies. Yeah. I think we'll make them happier people. Everybody they see, everybody that has the opportunity, hands them a penny. And guys, if you want to give them more than a penny, you got like a dollar or two. Don't go as high as a dollar. Don't spoil them. Go down to the bank and get it changed out to pennies. And then go to your nearest hobo and give them the pennies. Yes. Okay. All right. That's better. Um, we can't spoil them with dollar bills. It's like a dog. When you spoil give the dog too much food from the table, they keep jumping up on the table, pawing at your leg, pawing at the table. Next thing you know, they knock over food. They knock over a drink. They ruin your dinner. When the hobos ask you for too much, they start ruining your day. They inconvenience you. They make you feel guilty. We all give them a penny. And nothing more. And they will live a fine life. They get clothes for free. They find clothes. They shit in the woods. They shit <laughs> under the highways. You know? They pass out when they're drunk and high. They can sleep anywhere. You know, when you stay up for 72 hours straight, you're going to pass out anywhere. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. These hobos need food. Yeah. A penny a day will offer them that. This is the on the mark, give a hobo a penny initiative service announcement. That takes us uh, to a little segment we like to do with some of our uh, callers called G, which is short for what'd you eat today, essentially. And uh, oh. so, Wing, what'd you eat today? What did I eat today? Yes. Uh, let's see. What did I eat today? Well, this morning I had eggs, oatmeal, uh, turkey, bacon, and then I went out and got some... Uh, veal and shrimp with pasta. Okay. Well, you you, yeah, you, you might be Italian, Wayne. You remind me of an Italian, Wayne. No, but I did have a mustache at 15 years old. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but I look like Eddie Monster. Nah, <laughs> well, you're, 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 you're eating good. You're eating good. 
Eagles are on the clock in the on-the-mark-mock draft here. Who do you got them taking at 14? A lot of holes to fill there. Well, as much as I'd love to tell everyone that we're going to take Dalvin Cook, considering the Eagles' past history of never taking a running back in the first round and never making anyone happy is probably going to be the consensus. The news about Roy Halladay absolutely devastating to uh, baseball fans and Phillies fans uh, across the city. Sad stuff, shocking stuff. Um, I couldn't believe what I was reading when I saw he uh, he died in that crash. I remember running into Doc Holliday at the Sunoco gas station on uh, Patterson Avenue. It was about 11.30 on a Sunday night in the summer. I see this Lamborghini parked next to a gas pump with Florida license plates. I'm like, wow, that's a gorgeous car. Who, who the fuck is driving that car? So I uh, run into the uh, A-plus, you know, the grocery store attached to the gas station, and just grab a few things. And who's in there? Roy Halladay. Big guy, you know, in great shape, obviously. Uh, of course, I recognize them right away. I'll recognize relief pitchers and minor leaguers right away. I got that gift. So, yeah. I mean, Doc Holliday, seeing him was, was kind of surreal. And I don't get starstruck, and I wasn't starstruck by him. So I went up to him, I said, yo, Doc, you know, love the work you're doing for the Phillies, this, that, and the other. I'm a huge fan. It's a freaking pleasure watching you every single night. You're out there. And he's, thank you, this, that, and the other. And I said, hey, man, why don't we take a picture? Because I had my cousin with me. He denies my picture request. Mm. But, you know, I understand. Once again, I'm not a get starstruck kind of person. I'm not a... Um, bitter kind of person and especially with a player his caliber you respect greatness and i didn't even give a shit yeah know? absolutely if anything you just wish you had that picture now i mean it's... and look how it all comes full circle now yeah. i have that story yeah true and i think something to keep in mind is this when we watch professional players and the great ones that we watch for 10 to 20 years however long their career may be we watch them living out their career and having all these great successes. And you might say to yourself, damn, you know, like, because I, I, know, I know I felt like this. Man, I'm jealous. I'm watching this guy's brilliant career. When am I going to have my brilliant career? When am I going to have my moment? You understand what I'm saying, Ben? Sure. And, but you support them regardless because you're a fan. Um, maybe you played the sport and you admire it. Uh, for whatever reason, you support them, you appreciate it, you admire them. But this is how short life is, and this is how unpredictable life is. That was his shining moment. That was his moment. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, we've lo we lost Doc Holliday now. Baseball lost a great man. Uh, the world lost a great man. It's sad stuff. Three. The talented... DJ Johnny Luch, you are now on the mark. A snack was a honey crisp apple. Dude! Really annoying for this show's purposes that I can't think of a great Christmas gift that is just like epic to me. I don't have a folklore Christmas gift. I just have so many nice, thoughtful, great gifts. I can't, I can't uh, crown just one. It's been a lot of nice Christmases over the years, Ben. Yeah, it's a disappointment that you've. Uh 
had so many great Christmases. More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I, 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 I've had it all, Benny. The selection for the number one South Philly socialite. Rocco Chima. <laughs>